I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me as always is my lovely and talented co-host with the most mr eric smith hey everybody and uh this week's episode is very special we're gonna have special guest in the form of mr todd sheets to talk about all things todd and uh jackalope radio as well as his projects that he's got going on which he has a literal ton of films that he's working on and a super secret special project that we will hopefully be hearing about pretty soon um but he teases us with that because that is what he does. He teases. Um, and also, ass pirates. Stay tuned. There will be ass pirates. Talk to no them. ass pirates. <laughs> I am anti-ass pirates. Eric is scared of the ass pirates. Man. Yes, he is. Um, but before we get to ass pirates and things like that, <clears throat> we have a week in geek to get through. And first off, let's talk TV, because there is a bunch of stuff going on in television right now. Um, and one of those is... I zombie. If you're not watching I zombie right now, you need to be punched in the face. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about how much you need to watch it. Um, it's such a fun show. Oh my god, it's so good and dark. I, I it, mm-hmm. it, you really can tell that it's made by the guy that did Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars was such a great series, and if you haven't seen those three seasons of that and the movie, you really and the movie, yeah, three seasons in a movie, three seasons in a movie. Uh, it's it's really good and very um, obvious that this is made by the same guy because Veronica Mars took a uh, it, it really is similar in a lot of ways too you have a very petite little cute blonde who is the lead who's very smart very um uh very perky in a lot of ways and and you know taking on all comers um and investigating things but there's a very dark side to everything within in the uh, world that she's in and in i zombie that's like brought to the nth degree with the fact that she is in fact a zombie mm-hmm. But there are so many things going on in this in terms of just twisted, and not the least of which is David Anders' character. David Anders is so wonderful. Oh, God, I love him so much. <laughs> He's so evil and unapologetic about but so, it. Yeah, so smooth about it. He's like Bowie. David, <laughs> David Anders is the Jareth zombie, basically, in this. And... um. I guess the peach would be the brains. I don't know. That's where the labyrinth thing, you know, kind of just goes out the window. But he really is so good at this, and um, I, I, I could just watch him. Oh yeah, I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of of casual evil. Yeah, that's like because he's him. just so casual. He's blasely evil. It's yes. just like <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a zombie now. I'm just gonna roll with it and figure out all the angles of this, and he does. And you know what he did in this most recent episode with his with his hench zombies. Yeah, it's just so. Again, he's. It, I don't know what other word to use besides casual, or as you said, blasé. Yeah, he's just like, eh. Here it is. Yeah. And then he, and the best part is in this episode, there's so much stuff going on, but I love the fact that he's got a, he's got a refrigerator freezer. of backup thugs. Yes. It's like, really? Thaw a thug. Yeah, thaw a thug. <laughs> just so well done. 
so well yeah. done and I, everybody is so likable in it I mean, and, and, and they're so, the, the, the whole uh, thing with her taking on the personalities and, and um, abilities of the people mm-hmm. that she eats brains is so great because it gives her so much to play with yeah. um, as a character. But I really, really love, I mean, David Andrews is really stealing this show. Oh, yeah. And um, you really should check it out. Right now, you can see all three episodes still on Hulu. If you're like me and you have to wait a day because your stupid DirecTV doesn't have a local affiliate for the CW, um, you can watch it on Hulu. And right now, they have all three first episodes. Watch them. You'll watch them back to back. And you'll want more because it's that good. So Aren't we have four by now? I think it's. I I want to say it's four. It might be. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. It might be four. I think they're still all up there, though. Because I know the pilot was the kleptomaniac uh, personality. I thought that was the second. No, that was the pilot. Then you had the artist, then the hitman, and now the gang member. There are four. And... um, That's how I can... I just have to look at that one specific thing. What was the trait... Okay, now yeah. I remember the episode. Yeah, there are four, and there are still all four up on Hulu right now. I think that they may lose one with the next episode because of how that works. They keep, like, maybe four or five at a whack. Well, so, then you people need to get on it and yeah. watch those first four. Yes, you do. It's so good. And David Anders, just, I'm just going to say. And, and what's so great, too, by the way, if you want to check out David Anders in another awesome role as a zombie-esque character, check out Revenant. I got to interview him on this show a couple of years ago um, due to that movie, and it is freaking awesome. If you can find it, check out Revenant. He is amazing is that, in it. Is that the uh, the guy that comes back from the Iraq War? war? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Super good movie. Um, very much like a, a kind of a version of Shaun of the Dead meets Boondock Saints. Okay. And it's really good. Um, the other show that has just kept rolling along, and I'm desperately trying to get Eric to believe me that he needs to catch <laughs> up on, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They have just really knocked it out of the park with these last few couple of episodes with the Inhuman storyline. And um, just everything going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. itself, bringing in um, Edward James Olmos, who's always badass. Mm -hmm. And uh, this last episode, uh, I'm not going to ruin it for everyone, um, although the spoilers are running around. But there is a character that um, we thought was gone that is actually not gone. And uh, I was very excited to see him come back. And there you go, him. I ruined some of it. It was a him. It did, because I was immediately thinking of a her. No. Nope. 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 Mm. Um, And you said that I should be watching Face Off, which I know I should be, but I can't keep track of when it's on, because I'm a horrible person. It's on at the exact same time as iZombie and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., unfortunately. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Tuesdays are a full night. Yep. That used to be Buffy night, wasn't it? Uh, at one point, yeah. Yeah. Buffy and Angel both. Yep, 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 yep. The good old days. Back um, when I told people, do not call me between 8 and 10 on Tuesday, I will not answer the phone. That's like when 24 was on in my house, it was a religion that you just did not call on Monday. <laughs> or you would be murdered. There would be death in your future. Um, the other thing to, to remember, like if you're going to forget this, Game of Thrones is back this weekend. Game of Thrones is back, my pimp. I, I, you know, I've never seen that show. <gasps> Are you serious? I am serious. I have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. It's but such, I do have HBO now. It's such amazing trash. It's just, <laughs> it is it is just awesome trash. It really is. It's just, I'm sorry, people. That's really what it is. You can watch every episode on HBO Go. It's there. Yeah. You can catch and, up. Uh. I'm not going to be able to catch up on all of it by Sunday. Mm, well, if you start now. No, because there's something else very important coming up before Sunday. Yes. Um, on Netflix. Oh, no. Oh, yes. 13 episodes. Yes, that's right. It's in two days from oh, this report. Oh, my God. Yes. 
Oh, I need caffeine. And I'm going to binge watch the crap out of oh, that Oh, I'm going to become that slug thing that's in, like, Wally. <laughs> I, oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. That's Saturday. Yeah. Actually, no. It's Friday. It's Friday. <gasps> it's Friday. I'm free on Friday nights. Oh, God. It's Friday. So... Uh, so even if I started with, with Game of Thrones now, there's going to be a big chunk where I'm going to be watching something else. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I completely, I am so looking forward to Daredevil. Oh God. It's going to be so good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Daredevil. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm taking a moment here cause I, I, I've been hearing about it for so long and now that it's here, I just don't know what to do, you know? And and that's actually the the my least anticipated of the four, well, four or four and a half, five, whatever, however you want to count the defenders. But this is my least anticipated of the four shows that they announced for Marvel and Netflix. Well, you know what mine is. I mean, come um, on. Come on. <laughs> would that be AKA Jessica Jones? Possibly. Possibly. See, mine's Iron Fist. Ah. Uh, I see, and they're all connected. You know, they're all yeah. probably going to have something from, from everything else. So, yeah. I and mean, I love Jessica Jones. I was reading Alias from the very first issue. Um, so I followed her. I've always been a huge Luke Cage, uh, Power Man, and Iron Fist fan. Uh, from way back when they debuted in the seventies. So this is just, I cannot wait. And Daredevil's not a bad start. We'll see how they do it. It looks great. <laughs> I well, we know why I'm excited about Jessica Jones. If if you people, oh have, yeah, 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 if I you don't forgot about that, it has something to do with the color purple. Oh, <laughs> and I'm not talking Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. Right. No, 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 no. He's a great choice, at least physically. I think. Oh, he can wear a suit too. Oh, he, I, I'm actually, <laughs> I can I can picture the character in my head from. The comic Alias, and I can see... He looks just like him. David Tennant right there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, gave it <laughs> Yeah, David Tennant playing the Purple Man is basically Jessica Crack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, so kind of, kind of leading into that in the world of Marvel, um, announced this week uh, was the fact, and, and so it can save your butt a little bit of pain, uh, there will be no Avengers post-credit sequence for the first time, I think, in a Marvel film in however long. Really? They will not be having a post-credit. Now, they're going to have a little blip, you know, right when the credits start. But, mm -hmm. after, you know, like how the shawarma scene happened and right. Banner and that's not happening this time. I had not heard that. As a matter of fact, it was either yesterday or earlier today I heard people uh, talking about what they thought the post-credit sequence would be. Nope. There, uh, Joss Whedon actually flat out said, um, I'm going to tell you all right now, we're not doing this because I know what will happen is you'll set through it and then you'll be like, oh my God, we're going to kill that son of a bitch because <laughs> there's not one there. So it is, uh, there is no post-credit sequence. Well, then you want to know what I've believed the post-credit sequence would be since the movie was announced? What? Um... At least, and I thought this would be perfect personally. At the very at post credits, you have say Black Widow and Scarlet Witch walking through Greenwich Village, and they walk up to a very iconic home, knock on the door, and you know Scarlet Witch is talking about how this per person is going, or uh, excuse me, Black Widow talking to Scarlet Witch about how this person is going to train her uh, to better use her powers, and then of course the door opens, and you've got. Doctor Strange standing there, ready to mentor the Scarlet Witch. And every every girl in the theater would explode in, in like, glee. I thought that would be a, a great end credit sequence, and it would fit. It would introduce a little little tease for well, Benedict Cumberbatch. It could still happen, because there is still that, that pre-post-credit <laughs> sequence, however you want to call that thing. That could possibly happen. I, I think they... First quarter qu credit sequence? Yeah. I, I think they'd be stupid not to do something like that. At least give us some Doctor Strange, for the love of God. How long did it take them to finally cast it and announce it? I mean, just... And that's a great way to connect them. 
yeah, it just annoys me that they've taken this long with Doctor Strange because he's one of my favorites. Oh, I've always, I'm just a Marvel zombie. I love them all. Oh, God. I love Doctor Strange, though, so much. Doctor Strange has always been awesome. Um, so kind of leading into that as well, a familiar face may be playing the father of the Black Panther. And there's a reason, there's a precedent to this. Because, as we know, Disney owns Marvel now. And Disney mm-hmm. also owns Once Upon a Time. Um, so just recently, Once Upon a Time had Poseidon show up as the father of Ursula. And okay. uh, that Poseidon was played by Ernie Hudson. Oh, okay. Ernie Hudson may be playing T'Chaka, the father of the Black Panther. There is, I- there, there is talk. I can get behind that. I can get behind that, too. I would love to see him in that. I really like Ernie Hudson. There's just oh, something yeah. about him that I always loved him. He's just such a neat guy. Um, kind of also rolling into um, Marvel news. The Russo brothers have yes. been officially announced. I did see that. Official announcement. Avengers Infinity War. They yeah. are going to helmet. And they did an amazing job with Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is my second favorite Marvel movie so far. And possibly technically the best Marvel movie so far. A lot of people think it's like the best. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Avengers still. I freaking oh, love Oh, see, I Guardians for me. But Guardian, yeah, I mean, they're all good. But that's why I love Guardians. But again, I've been a fan of this iteration of the Guardians since its inception, since uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning came up with it in the comics. So I loved seeing it on screen. So it holds a special place in my heart. That's why it's my favorite. And that's why I said technically, I think probably Winter Soldier is the better picture. It, well, it, the theme with Winter Soldier is it holds up on a, a three, two or three levels. Like uh, as a espionage thriller, as mm-hmm. a comic book movie, as just an all-around awesome action flick. Yeah. So it it just holds up on so many levels. Plus you've got like the the gravitas of Robert Redford mm-hmm. <laughs> in a comic book movie. <laughs> it just is insane. So the fact that they're helming this is it makes me happy. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm oh, more absolutely. than happy. More than happy. Um so kind of veering back off into the land of television. Um Twin Peaks fans got slapped in the face uh over the week and by Showtime as did David Lynch. And right. um, I don't know how this is going to play out. It could very well happen that they bring him back. But what, what was announced was David Lynch wasn't happy with what, tent, what Showtime was offering in terms of money for the script that he wanted to make for the return of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I'd done it. I'd done deal. It had been a done deal. And because they wouldn't cough up the, the cash, which you know this is going to be a hit. I mean, it, it's going to be a massive hit. Um, he left. He and he called yeah. and he called all of the the crew and told them he's not going to be a part of it. But they are still continuing on, as far as we can tell, with the series. But what will it be without David Lynch? Well, now, how much is Mark Frost involved? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know yet. Okay. But you know, the thing with it, the the script was Lynch's. Mm-hmm. You know, he so I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I don't know how the cast is going to feel either without him there because Kyle McLaughlin right now, he's playing, you know, he's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In it right now. Right. So I, I don't know. I, it, it's a sad thing, though, because Lynch is such an integral part of this. This is his thing. Right. And I don't know. I don't know how it's going to all play out in the end. So that's kind of sad. Um, yeah. Did you... Um... Were you a fan of Psych? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was going to ask if you saw the Dual Spires episode. I, yes. Rachel, our, my co-host Rachel, mm-hmm. introduced me to that with Tim Omenson, who was beautiful. Right. Of course. Um, but that was <laughs> so freaking awesome. It was Such a the, great tribute. The, that, that is probably one of the best homage episodes of anything ever. Because they got everybody. They got Lenny Von Dolan back. They got all of them. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, it was so good. It was so well done. Now, uh, oh, go ahead. Along those lines, uh, may I mention something else that's coming up? 
Yes. And I, I don't recall the premiere date, unfortunately, but uh, it's a new show. I believe it's going to be on Fox. And don't be scared by the fact that M. Night Shyamalan is involved. Oh, this has been ha- this, been waiting for this for a while. Wayward Pines. Um, I read the, it's a trilogy of books. I've read the first one, which is just called Pines, and it's amazing. It's mind-blowing. Um, and I, I don't know how closely they're going to follow it for the show. Uh, from the trailer I've seen, it looks like they're uh, following it well enough you know it's it's a single book and it's a i don't know 13 episodes eight or 13 i think well and it's a mini series too it's yeah, not going to be a full-length series as far as i know i don't know if they're covering all three books or just the first one but the book is mind-blowing and the show looks good and it's kind of has that twin peaks feel and it's got a cast and a half toby jones oh, great and cast. matt Dillon and just a ton of good people. Juliette Lewis. Yep. Um, Terrence Howard. Terrence, yeah, Terrence Howard. Who's already um, in, you know, doing Empire, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, this, it, and people, I, you know, I thought they were never going to release it then, but it, apparently it is coming in May. I, I thought May. I couldn't remember the exact date. Yeah. As far as I can tell, it's going to be on on May 14th. And I'd given up hope because they've been advertising this for a while and and never came um well, had, i think the original trailer said like winter 2015 yeah exactly may yeah. is not winter as far as i can tell yeah i think they've but. they've lost some shows to the the axe so they mm-hmm. probably have moved it up but speaking of speaking of odd places to live mm-hmm. i have an announcement to make Ooh. all right um so we have a special uh, a special uh giveaway that we're going to be uh posting on fangirlmag.com and you can sign up for it and get entered into the contest uh if you live in the portland or eugene oregon area i'm sorry people that don't live here unless you want to fly in um we actually have one ticket left we have a ticket to give away to the sold out Welcome to Night Vale live production in Portland, Oregon, that's going to happen on April 23rd. The show is sold out. We have one ticket to give away. Very cool. And it's at 8 o'clock. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8 p.m. on April 23rd. And we're going to be giving this away. And if you are in local in Eugene or Portland or Salem in this area, um, you want to see this. This is a freaking amazing show. So we will be giving that away. Um, also, local people, yours truly is going to be doing a signing at Barnes & Noble in Eugene, Oregon on Saturday as of this recording. So I, this, the show is going to be, this show is airing on the 9th. I will be signing at the local Barnes and Noble here in Eugene, Oregon from noon until 2 PM on Saturday, April 11th. Um, the Horham magazine is the feature title at Barnes and Noble this month. Very cool. And I wrote the cover story, which is the history of horror Broadway musicals and off Broadway musicals. And that was a fun one. Almost killed me to get that all time. <laughs> but if you've not seen the cover, the cover is this awesome painting of Frankenfurter holding the mm-hmm. comedy mask, and Tragedy's mask is being held by the um, ghost face from Scary Movie with the tongue sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> or it might be switched. I can't remember. But it's a beautiful cover and a great article. Uh, really, really researched my guts out on it. So it turned out really good. I'm very happy about it. Um, and kind of also just a reminder, you can still vote for the Rondo Awards, which Horror Hound's up for quite a few of, including my interview with Anne Rice. I'd really love to win a Rondo. That would be so cool. Because <laughs> be Have you seen them? They're, they're the coolest statues. They're Rondo Hatton's face. <laughs> they're so neat um so anyway we have a welcome to nightmare bell contest going on um i'm signing magazines and i will also have fangirl 
um, postcards to give away. They're free. You can just come up. I'll sign one for you. It's got my disembodied floating giant head on there and, you know, do as it, with it as you will. <laughs> just don't tell me what you're doing with it. And um, so with that, let's go ahead and bring on our special guest and um, which is Mr. Todd Sheets. And be sure to tune in next week. Um, we'll have some more goodies for you, probably another couple special guests. And also um, be sure to check out our YouTube page. We're uploading more and more stuff up there for you guys, videos. And um, also, just as an announcement, we will be having a new special segment starting, I believe, next month that uh, Rachel... Um, fangirl Rachel's coming back and uh, she's going to be doing uh, with me a new special segment that I believe we're going to call Mulligan, the Mulligan segment, which is a do-over or a makeover, as you will. And we're going to be doing special geek themed makeovers. And Rachel is going to have full carte blanche to do what she wants with my face. All right. Yeah, I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of frightened that I've agreed to this. So we'll see how it goes. Pray for my soul. Um, so with that, let's get to our interview segment with Todd Sheets. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, keep listening. As I said, interviews coming up. And we'll see you next week on Fangirl Radio. Here comes Todd. Everybody, I would like to welcome our very, very special guest for tonight. He is no stranger to this show. Um, in fact, he's the one that asked me to start this show a couple of years ago. And that would be Mr. Todd Sheets. Welcome. Hey, hey. Welcome. Hey, to- <laughs> welcome to Fangirl Radio, Mr. Sheets. You're in the hot seat tonight. Oh no! I think maybe <laughs> gotta go, gotta run. The rainbow, ow. The, ow, ow. the rainbow of fruit flavors is coming out of my butt. It's so on fire. Um, <laughs> the rainbow of fruit flavors coming from my buttocks. <laughs> uh, I knew this was gonna be a fun one. So Todd is on uh, tonight. He has got like just a ton of projects uh, flipping around in the air that he's juggling and not only is one of those night watch and um the uh jackalope radio gofundme campaign which we will definitely talk about but you have how many movies do you have going on right now that you're involved with or trying to get um out there to the public todd because you've got a ton right now yeah, we've got House of Forbidden Secrets in the can. We're, of course, we're showing it this weekend at Cinema Wasteland in Ohio. Um, we also are going to be showing it, hopefully, it's going to show. I don't know if I'll be able to get there, but it's going to show in Orlando next month. It's been touring all over the country for the better part of a year and a half, about 18 months. It's played uh, about 50 film festivals worldwide, um, did real well over in London, uh, you know, lots of cool stuff in Germany. And uh, it just it's just got this life that it's created of its own. We got to play in theaters, actually. I worked out deals with indie theaters across the country. It's played in about 30 or 40 of those. And uh, it's just been getting a lot of steam. And we're getting ready to do a DVD Blu-ray release through MVD, uh, which is going to be very nice. Um, great company to work with, uh, very straight up. And, and the distribution model has changed so much, it's kind of neat that you find someone kind of cool like that. And then we've got... Like you said, several other things going. Uh, you know, we've been doing these an anthology called Sleepless Nights. Uh, we've been working on it for a couple of years, actually. As we, in between other stuff, we do these short films that we're, and we've also got a couple other filmmakers involved, like Brad Twig and Jeff Chitty, and some of the indie guys that we like. Uh, did High Eight? High Eight came out and did wonderful. It's got great reviews. People loved it. I don't, I can't believe how I, I could have never imagined how much that took off and became a big deal. And I am involved in a uh, project with Brad Sykes that I can't really talk about yet, but because of High 8, now we are doing something else. I was out in L.A. a few weeks ago and signed a deal for three different films, um, none of which I can give a title to yet, but all of them are going to be extremely awesome. One of them is a huge deal because it's a sequel to a fan cult favorite that people have been wanting a sequel to for 20 years, and I've been asked to do it, Um, so it's very exciting. Is is this the one... Is this the one, the super secret announcement? 
that I can't ask it's about. A super super secret. Yeah, yeah, we can't we can't uh, uh. say much about that one <laughs> because that one's huge. But as soon as I've given the green light and everything, all the uh, T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, that will be known to everybody, and it'll be a pretty neat thing. I'm going to be working with some really neat people in the horror genre that I love and and have been friends with for a long time, and it's going to be neat. Um, we also have Spirits we shot. Uh, it's getting ready to come out MVD. We also have Spirits 2, which is in the editing room. Um, just did a zombie short for this awesome anthology. It's connected to the zombie world thing, but it's uh, called Virus of the Dead, and that's a really neat anthology they're working on. It's, it's going to be pretty huge. We also were asked to be part of this Grindhouse anthology. We made a fake trailer for that <laughs> called Derville Suite and the Lost Temple of the Ass Pirates. So that'll be a really fun uh, trailer for wait, everyone. Wait, 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 wait. You've got to say that t- title again. <laughs> Derville Suite and the Lost Temple of the Ass Pirates. Okay, I wanted to make sure I heard that correctly the first time. <laughs> yes, it's real. It's a real trailer and it's scary, and it's but it's for a not real movie, which is what makes it great. <laughs> <laughs> Ass pirates are definitely scary. I would, I would, I would say yes. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, they are. They're, they're fighting. There's a lot of them here in this area in Kansas City. Believe me, about every time you leave the house, you're getting reamed in the buttocks. <laughs> not very nice. Um, I'm super stoked also because Dreaming Purple Neon, and that's my next full-length feature, and uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, a pretty huge adventure. Things are rolling pretty good on that, and that's going to shoot uh, later on in the summer, uh, middle middle summer probably. So that's a big deal. So we've we've got a lot going on around here, and that's not even to mention the fact that we've got so many other, uh, you know, we just finished Johnny Reed's short film, which was uh, Divine Ritual. Uh, it's about like an exorcism kind of thing, and it was so hard for me because um, it's so it's almost like squeaky clean, and I'm like I wanted to have like all kinds of bad. It's a, it's an exorcism movie without any cussing. I don't understand. So it was how, like how really weird because I'm like <laughs> yeah, I'm like this grindhouse kind of guy, and you know um, I want I want if it's an exorcism movie, it's got to be like the eerie midnight horror show where like there's bodily fluids spring out of every orifice and someone's cussing all the time and there's like debauchery and ass pirates it's nice and clean <laughs> we, yeah, well, yeah, exactly we, we need, we need ass- some demonic ass pirates for that <laughs> oh my god and uh and then amanda of course did the crawler a little a little while back and that's part of the sleepless nights anthology we've really been having a good time the crawler is about an ass pirate only this one is like a little critter it's kind of like a a little uh, parasite looking thing that I don't even know how to describe, but it's like this, it's about a foot long, and uh-huh. it goes up in this girl's hoo-hoo gilly, and the whole thing, the whole thing show is like, hello, uh, no one could believe we showed it, it was awesome, and I was really proud, because it brings the house down, people are cheering, people are screaming, as soon as that scene comes on, they're like, oh my god, it's like awesome, and <laughs> gooey stuff spraying everywhere, and then it hits the fan, which is Derville Sweets. Uh, big deal. His his return is a character that we've had since back in the day when I was making movies. You know, in the in the early years, we had Derville Sweet and several of them are reoccurring. He's basically a '70s action icon, and and he's got a huge afro, and and he uh, he comes out and it hits the fan, and and it pretty much does hit the fan. He's fighting all these zombies. He does time travel. He's got all this stuff in a little. Like eleven minutes short. It's unbelievable. So I, we've been freaking busy. I would say so. And a part of this too is um, go, the GoFundMe campaign, which I wanted to make sure we talked about because um, we're part of the Jackalope family, and uh, Nightwatch Radio is has was the the cornerstone of that. And now you're um, you're looking to get uh, funding for the stations. So you can upgrade and do more um, for your listeners and uh, get get more equipment involved so you can really just ump the ante on all the shows on the on the network. Well, one of the things about that is, you know, as things have grown and progressed, we were always on the cusp of technology. We were like the first station of our type to, to work with like Ford and Chevy and all these guys for their in-car systems. We were the first to work with people like TuneIn. We were the first to work with people like, you know, uh, Sketcher and, and all these different people, and we kind of came out of the gates guns blazing, and we've always been on the cusp of things that are advanced. And 
it is expensive because the fact is people listen to our shows. People tune into Fangirl Radio. It's not like there's 15 people or 30 people. There's a lot of competition out there, and every time, because of my software, I can kind of check different servers, you know, and they're always, like, bragging. We have 20,000 listeners, and I'm like, first of all, we don't brag here. It's no ego, you know, let's not do that. So I go and I look, and there's, like, 35 people listening to that. And I'm bragging a little bit now because people do listen to Jackalope, and because of that, our bandwidth costs are high. Our, 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 you know, we, we've really got to get our, all of our archives updated and get all that done. And we've got a website that's, you know, extremely popular and it's, it's doing, you know, incredible business and it costs a lot of money and the costs keep going up and up and up. And we've also got offers from other people, but we need to buy special equipment to even get to them. It's, it's kind of like, um, Sirius and, and people like that. If you want to be on satellite, you can do that, but you have to stream through their, equipment you kind of go out and you buy their equipment to stream through to them if that makes any sense it's like different stuff so we want to be able to work with some of these other people and these other radio uh connections to get us more and more listeners we've got a lot of good content and i think that's pretty much what it is you know we want to advance the station upgrade to some some bigger stuff so that we can have more people listen it's just that simple and the point of the matter is you know this has been an out-of-pocket expense now for about nine years, and uh, it's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, with everything else I'm doing and with what is going on in my personal life, I really have to, you know, take it to the next level, but I can't afford it anymore out of my own pocket. So uh, this was Amanda's brainchild. She she and, and you know, she, she and she alone, really, they, she decided, you know, we're going to do this through GoFundMe, and I'm like, well, good luck with that. I've never really done anything through any of these um, funding sources before. And frankly, I'm not, I, I'm, this is kind of a proving ground to me. She's kind of trying to prove something to me that people give a damn because I'm always like, everyone wants everything for free, but the minute, you know, you need to, you know, ask for a dollar, then people are over here getting something else for free. You know what I mean? So I have this attitude, like, I don't know that the Indiegogo thing works. I've seen it work. But it almost seems like a popularity contest. Like, I've seen it work because there's a girl I know that's used it, and, like, she's got a lot of fans that want to hook up with her, if you know what I mean. So that's <laughs> how it works. It's a popularity contest. So, so are, you saying that, about, are you saying that if you donate, you get a date with Todd Sheets? Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to have to. I will tell you this. If you <laughs> donate, you get a dream date with Antoine Steele, Derville Sweet. That's what you get. you donate, you can go out with Derville Mofo sweet, I will. That's as he says, and uh, I will make sure it's a dream date you'll never forget. There's going to be ass pirates, isn't there? <laughs> I think so. I, 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 how about this? If you donate, we will not send ass pirates. But if you don't donate, we will send the ass pirates. <laughs> oh I think that God. sounds fair. So, uh, for all the listeners out there who who are wanting to d- take the risk and donate to this um we will have a link up um we've already posted it once i believe but we will repost the gofundme campaign for jackalope radio on fangirlmag.com and uh i also wanted to mention i i actually reviewed house of forbidden secrets uh last year and um i absolutely loved it so if you get a chance to check out how also Forbidden Secrets at any of these film festivals where it's coming up, um, you really should. Uh, it's it's It lives up to the name because that always reminded me of a comic book of those old EC comics. And the movie oh, yeah. the movie itself looks like that. It looks, it has a color thing going on where um, the color scheme in there lo- reminds me of like your, your typical, um, those old school comic books. And plus, Lou, oh, yeah. Lou Effing Temple is hot as hell in this right. movie. I'm sorry. I'm going to drill a little bit over Louis Temple. Um, That's all right. That's he, all right. He's got an Irish accent in this, and he's a naughty, naughty priest, and it's awesome. Sorry. Go well, ahead. I got, you know, we need to send you the, the final version of that. You saw the version before it was completely complete, and uh, we did a final I call it the theatrical version, and then there's like the longer version that's the extended cut. I kind of prefer the theatrical version, so that's almost like the director's cut for me. But I do understand the extended version. People want to see all that extra stuff we did. But that theatrical version is just a—it's—it's it's probably about 11 minutes shorter than the one you saw. Wow! It's—it's it's, uh, 
it flies by. My God, it's like a clip. Yeah, well, and, and it's, like, it's like not just <laughs> yeah, well, and not just Lou Temple, but you've got Lloyd Kaufman in this movie. You've got, uh, you know, you got people from Troll Two in this movie. You've, I mean, you've got like yep. quite a few guest stars. Like, is is Ilsa the she wolf of the SS in this too? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Diane Thorne. That's where I first learned about ass pirates. Ilsa taught us <laughs> that there are bad people, and that's why she carries the whip around, because she will take those ass pirates out. <laughs> Ilsa's on it. She is. Uh, she can teach us all a thing or two. I'm telling you something. Ilsa, she will for the SS, not only still has it, she shows us how to have it, she shows everybody in film how to have it. And she, you know what? Everyone dreams to be Ilsa. It, even in the Rob Zombie little teaser thing he did for Grindhouse. The werewolf uh, women the of, werewolves the of the SS. Yeah. yeah. The she-wolves or whatever. Man, I'm telling you something right now. Everyone in there wished they would have been Diane Thorne. I was like, why wasn't Diane Thorne in it? Because they were all pretending to be her. It oh, didn't totally. Make sense. It totally. I, I was surprised she was. I don't think she is, is she? Because I, that is no, a complete, but, I mean, yeah, complete ripoff well, of, of that. Yeah. Totally. And he still. I did Rob Zombie because I went and got the real deal. She still looks amazing. She oh, is unreal. Unreal. Stunning woman. And uh, yeah, so if if you get a chance, you need to check out House of Forbidden Secrets because it is it is a throwback to old school horror EC comics and old school eighties uh, direct to video just awesomeness. And and uh, like I said, Lou Temple because he <laughs> hee. Oh, and the music, Fabio <laughs> Frizi, one of the greatest Italian horror composers of all time. Oh, totally. And worked for Lucio Fulci, you know, and all of his big stuff. That was the whole thing. This is an homage to Fulci, and getting him involved was just like a dream come true. You're right. It, it really is my heart and my soul, this movie is. It's, it's all about what I love. And, uh, and, and yeah, HouseOfForbiddenSecrets.com. Everybody go. Everybody check it out. I promise you will see no ass pirates on that website. <laughs> It's, it's going to be the ass pirate episode. This is that's what this is going to be. Eric, do you have a question for Todd? Because you're you're I, I can hear it in your I hear your brain going crazy as you hear all of these things involved with House of Forbidden Secrets. Yes, Eric, I know you have a question for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little in I'm a little afraid of the ass pirates now. <laughs> um, oh. he's cack- he's cackling. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm, I'm s- sort of sitting crouched right now. <laughs> With your back against I the wall. I pity the fool don't like ass pirates. Man. I pity you. I pity every fool. Um, was there a, a, a very specific inspiration for House of Forbidden Secrets, or was it just sort of everything coming together? Okay, let me let me... Ask that one more time. Let me try to understand that question a little bit. Okay. Here. Give me that one more time. <laughs> was there any one specific inspiration uh, for the movie, or was it just a whole everything you loved kind of being thrown together um, to make this great homage? Well, I, I got to tell you, it really was a dream project that I always wanted to do, basically because of my love for Fulci. Um, there's a little bit of Argento in there with some of the lighting. You know, we have some Suspiria stuff, as, as Jessica mentioned. There's a lot of it's Giallo also, in there. You know, yeah, it's very, um, it's very much a love letter to Fulci, though, uh, particularly things like The Beyond and City of the Living Dead, some of the stuff he did, you know, there in the, in the 80s, you know, with the group. I, I call it the, the main trilogy. You've got The Beyond. You've got uh, Zombie, and you've got City of the Living Dead, and those are just fantastic. And also... House by the Cemetery has to be included in there. These are all, you know, heavy-duty influences. But also, you know, there's some other influences as well. Like, you can see the Ilsa influence when you do the brothel scenes. And we've got, you know, I would say there's 50% Fulci, and then there's, like, bits of other things I love in there, too. I mean, you know, she mentioned Lloyd Kaufman. There's a, it's not as, like, over-the-top as a trauma film, but there's that, you know, <laughs> love of... Right. That style, you know, and there's that love of, of all things, um, you know, kind of creepy. It's got a little bit of Carpenter and some of the way that the, the shots are composited um, because you can't really, you know, and, and Carpenter himself is a child of the Italian horror film, so it kind of comes full circle. 
So it's got a little bit of everything, and and the whole basically it's it's what happened to me because I grew up in a drive-in movie theater, uh, mm-hmm. and and this is, this is what kind of came out. But you know, this has been coming for years. You know, I've been doing movies since '89, and I've always wanted to do this movie, and I never was able to. A, I didn't, I wasn't technically able to yet. I didn't know my way around a camera well enough, or you know, as I was learning. Um, and B, you know, we didn't ever have the budget to do what I wanted. And for the first time, we had a pretty decent budget, and I was able to go in and, and really do it right and try to, you know, do something that would blow some minds and uh, and really kind of try to repay a debt that I feel like I owe to cinema, the world of cinema, especially the, the world of Italian horror cinema. I feel like I, I, I'm owed a, you know, uh, they, they changed my life. When I, and let's be honest, all of us have had it. When you're having a really bad day and you're and you're doing, you know, you're you're having a terrible time. Uh, maybe you've got a fight with your mom, or you've had a bad time at school, and you're a teenager. You know, for me, it was I would rush out and I would go to the movie theater. I'd watch, you know, one of these movies, uh, the old Grindhouse we had downtown, the Empire Theater, and it took me out of my crappy life for a couple of hours or my bad day, or it made everything a little better, you know. And and if I could do just a little bit of that for someone else, you know, if I if I'm if I'm lucky enough to have that opportunity that honor to have someone else enjoy my film that much then I've accomplished something. That's awesome. Very cool. And very true. It that I think that's why I, I've been talking about 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 fandom and how fandom um can help people get through things and why horror fans in particular seem to be the nicest group of fans. And there's like a bond between horror fans because we typically are treated like the weirdos. We typically find solace in this stuff and it helps us get through. Like we, you know, this sounds so psychotic, but when you're watching Jason hack away at some of these (laughs) true douchebag kids in these movies. And pirates. Yes. <laughs> when you see them, <laughs> when you see Jason hacking up the ass pirates in Friday the 13th, um, you're like, yeah, get them, Jason. Those are the douchebags that like threw me in my locker today. Or, you know, I, we can't, Exactly. Go, we can't go out and get revenge on ourselves or because you'll just get arrested or shot by the cops. But it's it's one of those things. It's like we've all been through this ringer because of the things that we love, but we still love it. And we find solace there and we we get a catharsis out of it. And uh, I really I, I mean, that's really growing up the way I did. And, and, and Todd and I. And, and Eric as well. We're all from the Midwest, and um, living there and going through high school in the in the um, late '80s and '90s, early '90s. Because uh, I'm old, I graduated in '93. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a Chinese hell based on the, the I, high schools in the Midwest. Oh, I think there is. You know, the Chinese have many hells. They have, you know, the hell of uh, boiling oil, the hell of being blown to pieces, and yeah. the hell of Midwest high school. Yeah, yeah. I and small town Midwest high school. And I, yes, I had some friends, but it wasn't until I was in my senior year that I finally felt free because there was no one left to pick on me. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was yeah. a senior. There was no one left older and above me to pick on me anymore. Even though I still had some of the younger kids treat me like crap, which was great, and that was odd. But it, it's one of those things. You grow up in the mid. It, there's a special hell, as Todd said. There's a level that is, you're going to have to go and live through for eternity, like your freshman or sophomore year of high school, forever. And the good news is, I would have taken up for you because I was like, I was a nerd, but I was a rebel. So I had like spikes all over me and like leather, and I had the dang Billy Club with the spikes in it. And I was like, yeah, let's talk, <laughs> no, dude. Dude, it was I was the I was a goth before that was such a thing, and I was the only one in my school. Like I just posted some, I found some really old pictures from high school um, that I posted on Facebook that I had, and there's one of I loved them. Yeah, I saw oh, some of those. <laughs> my God, 
God. No, because the theme was my high school was so repressed that they would have picture day for the yearbooks on Halloween. That was their way of keeping people from dressing up or doing anything fun for Halloween. And and as I said, I was like Peliquin and Nightbreed. Beep the law. And I, I did it anyway. Like I decked out, right. you know, I decked out in skulls. I had this cape jacket thing that I had made in home ec class that I won an award for that thing, by the way. Um, nice. But, you know, it, I, I didn't care. I'm like, no, this is Halloween. We should be allowed to, to do what we want. And this is me anyway. So, you know, this is what I'm going to look like in the yearbook. Screw you all. And, yeah, it, and that's, that's right. and that's the thing. That's, and that's why horror fans are like this secret little club of people that pe- everyone else thinks we're scary and they, they don't know what to make of us. But when you make eye contact with another horror fan and you see them, there's like a bond and you know it. And you'll be like, yeah, you know, fist bump. I know you. I know you. You're me. And that's, it's really, that's really it. You know? It's true. It's true. So, but Todd, I, you know, I, I don't want to keep you. I know you've got some stuff going on tonight, but I wanted to say thank you again. And is there anything else that you would like to uh, share with everyone where they can see more of your stuff? What do you got going on? Uh, go to zombiebloodbath.com. Check that out. Click around. Go to nightwatchradio.com. Check out some of our cool shows. Go to jackalopradio.com and listen to more fangirl. Yes! And uh, <laughs> other than that, man, you know, Stay away from Ass Pirates, and thank you for having me on the show. It's been a good time. This has been a great time, Todd. So thank you again. We need to have you back some more because you're always so much fun. And, My and, pleasure. And you can, make, you can bring Walken and the Ass Pirates. That, that, that oh, leave the Ass Pirates at home. <laughs> ass Pirates? Oh, pain. Sphincter. That was great. I want a shirt with that on it. <laughs> As, as pirates, the pain. Ow, my sphincter. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you so much, Todd, and you have a good night, man. Good night. Good night. <laughs>